All right, we're back in Salem, Massachusetts with our friend Jimmy Miggs. Jimmy, we uh, did a podcast with you, I don't know, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Yes, sir. Got a lot of views. Uh, did you get a lot of response in your life after that podcast? I got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of positive feedback. Um, quite a bit, actually. Um, what have people been saying? Well, uh, people said that it was uh, well done. And, uh, you know, it's uh, raising awareness to the issues that we talked about, um, which is all that I can ask for. Uh, no, nobody's come out of the woodwork and been like, oh, you're this guy, you're that guy, or stuff. It's been strictly online. Um, you know, I've, I've had some negativity, but I'm not even letting that get to me because I know what my aim and my goals are. And, you know, we talked about empowerment last time. How can we empower people? Well, this definitely empowered me. This whole week has been nonstop, just an uphill, uh, happy time for me. So um, definitely feel like we can get something done. So I appreciate the opportunity. And again, uh, we, we're here gifting you some free cannabis. Uh, I want to talk more about the cannabis issue because we, we yeah. talked quite a bit about it last time and people really like that part of it, yeah. of course. Um, and I know one of the reasons why we're giving cannabis away, but I want people to know why. Um, yeah. What's your experience with, with medical cannabis and recreational cannabis? And you, you speak to a lot of homeless. Do, are most homeless folks getting any of their cannabis from a dispensary or are they still getting it from the street? I can't, I can't specifically name um, any people that I know for sure, you know, getting their cannabis from certain places. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that most, most people that I know are homeless are getting their cannabis from their local friend who they probably got cannabis before the dispensaries opened because, well, to be honest, it's a lot cheaper. Um, with that tax, it's, it like kills it. It's like you can't afford to, um, to get an eighth uh, or a quarter, you know, relatively cheaply. I mean... When you can pay 25 on the street and you pay 47 inside the dispensary, I mean, I mean, it's really a no-brainer where you're going to get it. Um, I mean, honestly, from my own moral point of view, I'd love to be able to pay the tax myself um, because it goes to good, you know, to a good place in the state. But um, it's just not feasible for me. I, I can't afford it. I'm on Social Security, and I, I'm as of yet, I haven't gotten a job, but hopefully we'll get a job be able to get back into the swing of paying in but for now i'm i'm not able to because well as you know the dispensaries they do not offer a substantial discount um for for people who are low income or homeless um seniors and veterans you know veterans i think get like 10 percent. seniors maybe 10 percent. some places but uh yeah nothing for us <laughs> nothing for us out here so what well, well, i mean um it's true. Most dispensaries only have like a 10% discount for people who qualify. Uh, some offer a little bit more for veterans. Uh, my friend Stephen Mendilli has actually gotten a, a larger discount for certain veterans that qualify with a certain uh, discharge papers with disabilities. But, uh, you know, for homeless and people on disability and a $1,000 government check a month, it definitely doesn't seem enough. What would you like to see the dispensaries do to really help homeless people and to serve medical cannabis patients in Massachusetts? Because I want to remind people, you're someone who is uh, clean from opiates. You, you're also recently clean from alcohol. You're homeless because of your criminal record. You're still trying to find work. You want to work. I know you want to work. Um, 
But in the meantime, until you get to you know work and get some money up, how, how can a dis- well, how could a dispensary help you today? Well, listen, like <laughs> it's a no-brainer in in this a- a- aspect as well. The the, the dispensaries we we know that they 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 overgrow at times. Um, a lot of them are overgrown and having to dispense of uh, product because they're over they're you know over going over the limit. Some have gotten shut down, like here ATG got shut down for a little bit because of uh, inventory um, issues. Now, if that extra stuff could be put into you know a slot for you know okay, just like you know Starbucks had you know their stuff that's out of date, they're gonna send over to the, like the shelter or to they'll give out to the homeless that are around here. I mean, why not offer that? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, where somebody comes with the five dollars, you know what I mean? So that way it covers the cost of packaging. Um, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, they could do that. I, I mean, they could choose to do that, but. Um, you know, as they say, it's not supposed to be for profit, um, but it's, I mean, come on. I mean, we've already seen the figures, millions of dollars that the state is making right now off of people who use, you know, cannabis. Some just can't afford to pay for the medical card, so they just buy recreational, even though you're paying extra, you know, at the dispensary for the tax. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's sickening, and, you know, they could do it. They could, you know, they could offer that extra. You know, at a at an extremely low discount or free, you know, which would be great, and it would be legal, because gifting is legal in the state of Massachusetts, as we both know. As you just gifted me some some really good cannabis, and thanks to I don't know this guy's name, I'm hoping to find out because you know I I really would love to sh- make a shout out. Thank you for growing and and sharing the way you have, because you know makes my life a little bit easier, <laughs> you know. I think he's going to get the message. He listens to most of our stuff. So a uh, yeah, message received, I'm sure. Uh, again, you know, a grower, a local grower has gifted me some cannabis to gift to other folks. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, Jimmy, sometimes elected officials and cannabis control commissioners are listening to this. What would you tell them to do on this issue? What do you think that they should be doing or, or directing the dispensaries towards? Listen, it's a, for, better, for lack of better terms, a shit show. It's just a, a big shit show. Mike, I hope I can swear on here, you know, adult, adult situation. Uh, just like I said, lack of better terms. Uh, I don't envy their job. I really don't because there's a lot of paperwork to weed through. The laws have been, you know, messed with, uh, or the law, I should say, has been messed with as it's been passed. Um, bylaws in different towns and whatnot. So, you know, they're working with a lot of different variables. So I don't envy the job. But, you know, if I was a cannabis commissioner, politician, and I was in a position that I could do do something to make change, I would look at that demographic of people that are low income, seniors, veterans, homeless. Um, because let's let's face it, we're not talking about an addictive substance like nicotine. That destroys people's lives, cancer, and all that stuff. We're, we're talking about a substance that cures cancer, and you know we can we can bullshit about it all day long and say that it doesn't. But every bit of scientific proof that we have known in history shows that it kills cancer. So, I mean, really, that's the opposite of effect. And so, it's not nicotine. It's not caffeine, which you know when you don't have it gives you headaches and makes you irritable. It's not alcohol, which impairs you so much you can't drive, you can't function, and, you know, you could kill people or yourself. Um, 
you know, just from detoxing from alcohol or overuse of it. Whereas there's no possible way to overuse cannabis. Like, let's, let's be real about it. Most politicians these days, if they're around our age, you know, I'm 43. If they're 43 to 50, 60 years old, they probably smoked pot. They know the effects. They know either they liked it or they didn't. But either way, they're going to both say that it, it didn't have a profound effect on them either way. You know, um, some will be advocates for it and say, oh, yeah, it made me a lot smarter. Me, I don't see myself as a dumb individual. I think I'm very intelligent. I think I'm very well spoken. And I've been smoking pot since I was 12 years old and I'm 43. So um, basically on a regular basis, um, you know, uh, do I think that it contributed to my homelessness? No. Do I think it contributed to, uh, you know, behaviors that um, were inappropriate in my life. No, I don't. Alcohol, yes, definitely. Cocaine, heroin, benzodiazepines, legal substances like Percocet contributed to my drug addiction, my behavioral problems and everything. We need to look at cannabis. I mean, reality-wise, not this blown up, oh, I'm with Big Pharma, they give me money to be a politician. No, that's bullshit. Start looking at people and how can we make this demographic empower this demographic of people to 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 live their lives happily you know and content as possible like we're talking about people who serve this country and either you know sacrifice something they probably saw their friends pass beside them or lost limbs whatever uh post-traumatic stress just from seeing that i can't even imagine i haven't been to war like that i've been to my own personal hells like i said before but um you know, we're talking about older people who probably smoked a lot of pot during the 60s themselves, maybe the 70s themselves. Um, and, you know, because of the, the stigma with it, probably felt that they couldn't um, openly use. And now they're in public housing and the public housing saying, no, you can't use medical cannabis here. And it's like, really? Come on. You know, these people are the, the most needy of us. You know what I mean? They're the elderly, you know what I mean? And they could use it, especially those with dementia. My grandfather passed away of that. Dementia, science is saying that, it, that cannabis is helping clear the plaques and tangles that go along um, with dementia and, and um, Alzheimer's, um, helping reverse the effects of dementia. I would have loved to be able to, to, to convince my family to give my grandfather CBD um, during you know, his time as dementia. Now, he did live a long life. I take that as he was a strong man. But again, back to the issue, you know, you could you could make the laws fit so that this demographic demographic of people, are met, you know, their needs are met when it comes to medical cannabis, when it comes to cannabis in general. You know what I mean? When I talk, call it recreational, the, 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 that's just a name for the law and, you know, to make it look different and distinguish it differently from med medicinal marijuana. It's all medicinal no matter which way you look at it, whether it's the, that packed brown stuff or, you know, that blooming beautiful flower that smells citrusy and everything. Either way, it's going to it's gonna hit the spot as any pot user, people who are older will testify that the, the stuff that's brown and packed is just as good as the, the good stuff that looks good and smells different and everything. You know why? Because it does the trick. And you know what? How it does the trick? It's amazing. It's a miracle drug. Or not a miracle drug. I would say a miracle plant. You know what I mean? The, the, the chemicals in it uh, work together in a, in a great way that you don't see happen in other plant material like tobacco. Um, 
you know, you have chemicals that are just really too harsh and they cause cancer. I think over 400 chemicals in tobacco that cause cancer. Whereas you have, you know, pot. The only way you're going to get CBD from smoking pot is if you're wrapping it in a blunt every day and or papers or smoking out of metal or, you know, being unsafe with your use. You know, if you're, you know, incinerating your stuff, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably cause some irritation to your lungs. I mean, it's just the plain and simple truth, smoking. So. Let me ask you, um, medically, because we were talking about medical use, for the homeless, for folks like you, and specifically you, you did tell us before, but I, I just want to make sure if people are listening to you for the first time, how does medical cannabis help you? You're, you're recovering from opiates, um, you're, you've been clean for a long time from opiates, and now you're recently clean from alcohol. How does cannabis help you medically and others? Okay, so as far as my addiction issues go, um, cannabis has always been within that frame as a cushion for me to um, to deal with the effects of uh, withdrawals from, you know, the, the drugs that I was taking, um, the illicit drugs like heroin and the prescription drugs like benzos. Now, uh, anybody who's been through a detox from opiates or benzos knows it's like the worst. Um, you know, the feeling that you go through is horrible. You, you literally feel like you're going to die. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for cannabis, a lot of those times that I went through would have been really, 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 really difficult to deal with to the point where I, I might have killed myself. Because, and a lot of people do in detox because they just don't want to go back to the same slavery and they don't want to deal with the way they're feeling. Cannabis can save a person's life le- legitimately. Um, uh, I believe it saved mine, you know. Um, it's been a good friend and it's never done what other substances, I should say, have done to me, which is either hooked me, uh, made me, you know, uh, go through horrible withdrawals or you know, feel like I'm going to die. I've never felt that way ever. I don't know anybody that has. Um, cannabis has helped me um, with um, education. Um, uh, so and what I mean by that is like, so say I'm smoking and I'm a little high <laughs> or I'm vaping, I'm a little high. Um, and I, you know, I'm like watching a program or I'm hearing a radio uh, program that's being played on, you know, the, the loudspeaker in the restaurant I'm at, whatever, whether it be Starbucks or some other place, um, or I just see something that interests me and I want to know how it's made or where it's from or, you know, just specifics, you know, what's inside, you know, this, you know, food product. It could be something simple like that, but either way, with 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 cannabis, I've always felt the interest to learn and I've learned a ton of things whilst high on cannabis interesting Uh, wow and and now medically like now that you're over you know the dependence and and going through the d you know detox on alcohol and opiates how does it help you right now medically and you know because i know you're dealing with other issues too yeah well um so as as you probably know um in most of our listeners probably a hip to the fact that you know cannabis um you know um CBD specifically works on, um, you know, does a lot of work, you know, on loosening joints and loosening muscles and making you feel relaxed, especially if you're, you know, partaking in an indica. Um, You know, it's helped me because I've had issues with my back, my neck, degenerative disc disease, and my shoulder's been pretty blown out for a while. So the cannabis has helped me, you know, be able to heal. 
because it's relaxed me enough where I wasn't having spasms. Um, it's totally eliminated the, the need to have, like, say, the need for pills like muscle relaxes, which cause other issues. Um, so in general, uh, zero to no, you know, um, you know, zero to little side effects. You know, what I mean by side effects is, I mean, you know, I might be tired, you know, smoking an indica, you know. Um, but that's, that's really it, I mean, at most. Or I might just get super hungry, you know, which... Is, is, is a bane to my diet because I'm trying to eat healthy now, yeah. <laughs> you know. But other than that, you know what I mean? Those are the downsides. That's it, you know. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, Jimmy, um, anything else you want to share with us today about being homeless or people that you want people to know about being homeless or anything? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody sees with eyes, you know, they don't. You know, if I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for the blind, you, you know, listeners. I'm, <laughs> I don't mean that, you know, literally. I just think that, you know, most people who, who have vision, who see, you know, can see, you know, homeless people around you. You know, everybody has different issues. Everybody comes from a different place. Why they got there, whether they want to be there or not. Really, I've never seen anybody who is homeless in all the time that I've actually experienced homelessness that wanted to be homeless. Um, you know. Yeah, some people had different legal issues, so they ended up homeless. Some people had, you know, mental health issues. Um, you know, it really, my, 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 my only thing that I could say to your listeners is please don't judge people by how they look or how they're acting. You know, they might be talking to themselves. They might be, you know, obviously on some drugs. You know, people are redeemable. And, you know, people are people. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't care if you're rich, if, you, if you're poor. Everybody makes mistakes. Like they say, uh, to err is human, to forgive is divine. And so really, you know, like get off your high horse and stop judging people. And, you know, um, if you have an opportunity to help somebody, help them. That's how I live my life, um, regardless of where I'm at. Um, I'm, you know... I'm, I'm at a better place in my life because I had people like yourself, um, you know, a good friend of mine who I've been friends with a while. She's now, you know, my girl and she's great. She's awesome. She's very supportive. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to say um, that I was empowered if I didn't have people like, you know, yourself, my brother, my brother, Tony, the greatest guy to live, uh, my younger brother. You know, he's a very big power example to me, uh, lives his life great. And, and so, you know, if I didn't have people like that in my life, I, I wouldn't be empowered, you know. But I had, to, I had to, you know, love myself. And really, it took a lot of time of people telling me, you deserve to have better in life. You deserve to, you know, be doing things positive in your life, getting a job, getting ahead, getting a place. You deserve to have all this stuff. Now, I, I just thought over time, because being, you know, in a situation, people get like that. They just defeat themselves and they say, you know what? I, I can't do this and I'm just giving up and I'm just going to give into this life. And then you see what you see out there. And that's really most of the time what happens because they just give up because they just feel like there's no hope. Really, if you want to help a homeless person, give them hope. You know, hope, not dope. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, some, some, some pot is different. You know what I mean? That's, you know definitely good you know not saying every homeless person smokes pot uh, unfortunately they're doing a lot worse so um but uh i know for sure that um cannabis would would help a lot um especially if you know shelters and <coughs> shelters 
Shelters would allow people who have medical cannabis, legitimate medical cannabis cards, to have their medicine in the medicine cabinet with the Suboxone and Percocet and Clonopin and Methadone that, that everybody else who is on some kind of maintenance, you know, can get. That, that would help, too. You know, politicians could do something to, to change that, too, because, you know, uh, we have sovereign laws in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts because we're a state that, just like in um, um, debt collection... Uh, mass, uh, the what the federal federal debt collections practices act I think says that when state laws and federal laws conflict, the state law prevails. Like you're not supposed to talk to a spouse as a debt collector in the state of Massachusetts. Um, it can really get the debt all messed up. I used to be a debt collector, so I know this. Um, all I can say is is you know Massachusetts is a state that has legal recreational and medicinal marijuana. There's no reason, no reason at all why any shelter, whether they get federal funding or not, shouldn't allow people who have a legitimate, under the law, state of Massachusetts, as long as they're following the law, they shouldn't be able, they should be able to, sorry, they should be able to access medicinal cannabis in a safe way, in a safe way. And that's, so that's, that's really it. I'm sorry. I know I talk too much, but. No, you're perfect. Thank you so much, Jimmy. No problem, man. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for having me again on your show.